Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalize the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and today I'm joined by Cheryl, who is a mother of three and a grandmother of two. She is also the author of the children's picture book, That's Ridiculous, said Nicholas. Cheryl, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Melissa, and thank you for having me. Well, I'm primarily a mother of three adult children and two small grandchildren. And um, recently I'm entering the second phase of my life and I decided it's either now or never of a newly published children's picture book called That's Ridiculous, said Nicholas. And it's my first book for children. Amazing. So I want you to tell us what inspired you to write a book. Um, you know, it, it was interesting how the idea kind of formed in my head. Um, there was somebody named Nicholas in the community and we for whatever reason things were just not working out between us um we seemed to like each other but then it, it just never went anywhere and I was one day I was walking on the track and I said that is so ridiculous and then I realized that the two names rhyme and I said what if I could create a story about a little boy named Nicholas maybe give him a ridiculous name and how would the story take shape? And then I started to think about children with special needs who um, really do need to have the world um, tell them things that are true because they're trying to navigate the world. And these children have difficulty doing that because they don't, uh, they don't pick up on social cues necessarily the way other people do. And that's kind of how the character of Nicholas, Tom, Paul, Martin, William, and Abel Tyden was born. What do you think, sorry, what do you think the key benefits are of positive parenting? Because I believe you mentioned in our pre-podcast that part of the book encourages positive parenting and, and getting benefits through positive parenting. Absolutely. This, the way I wrote the book was not to be preachy. I, I love children's books. Well, I read a lot of them with my uh, grandchild and some of them are a little preachy they come out and they say oh don't do this or we should do that or you know we should share or that kind of thing I wanted to write a real story and maybe have the themes of the story be a little hidden so one of them was about praising children rather than criticizing them because when you do praise them for the good things, when you catch them actually doing something good and you can praise them, that helps build healthy self-esteem in children. And I know this because I have a child that was a little bit, let's say, you know, walked to the beat of his own drum and was kind of off the beaten path. And, you know, these were suggestions that were given to me. And I, and I want parents out there to realize this isn't something that comes naturally. I, I think sometimes it's our inclination um, for whatever reason to admonish our children when they're doing things that we don't like. But 
if we catch them in the act of being good and doing things that we would like to encourage and tell them, you know, oh, you're acting so well, or gee, I really like the way you're exhibiting your patience and things like that, it helps the behavior to take root. And I noticed that in my own child, and we would also have a reward system uh, that worked out fairly well, I think, because when he did something that he was supposed to, he got points for it. And then at the end, he could pick a prize for things that he wanted. And it helped to instill upon him that, you know, this is the type of behavior we would like to see you exhibit. And I know it's not easy because, to, let's face it, children are always doing things that we don't want them to do. And it's very easy yeah. to say to them, no, you know, not that, don't do that, things like that. And when they get these negative messages all the time, especially toddlers, it makes them, it almost encourages them to want to do that behavior more. It's almost like saying, you know, it's the forbidden fruit. So let's see, let's test the limits and see how much we can do. And I, I found that if I instead gave them choices, if I had, if I said to them things like, well, instead of watching the TV right now, maybe let's go outside. Would you like to go outside? And then when I gave them that choice, yeah, they did want to go outside and they did want to play in the, on the playground. And that was a much better, better alternative for them than to sit there and watch the TV side. So it was things like that. And I found that it reduced arguments with the children. Um, it actually encouraged them to make choices for themselves, which was good. I mean, when you present them, let's say, when they don't want to get dressed in the morning, let's say, and you lay out, you know, three outfits for them that you say, you know, any one of these is acceptable, please choose one. You, you get a lot more cooperation than to say, you have to get dressed, you have to get dressed right now, I've got yeah. to get school. Right. So yeah. there are definite benefits to positive parenting. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would have to agree with that because as a mother of a five year old son, I within my own parenting journey, I noticed the more I was like, You're not to do that, don't do that, don't do that, is the more he navigated to wanting to do that, to kind of push the boundaries and test the limits. Whereas when I would give him a choice and also sort of highlight the consequences of each choice, it helped encourage making or him making a better decision. Um, so I definitely would agree with that, the point of... Right, and I think it's good to empower children that way, you know, as long as they're not doing things that are, are dangerous or that could hurt them. I think it's good to let them have that um, feeling that, oh, I am making choices for myself. Oh, good. I am in control a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I agree as well. And, and the thing is, as well, with children, they are their own individual. They are, they are their own person. So they should actually have a right to have a choice. And again, obviously, every choice, there's a consequence, whether it be good or it be bad. So I kind of like that aspect of, of um the positive parenting because I feel that it's definitely beneficial and it actually kind of creates immediate results as well when, when we kind of do it that way. I agree with you. I, I have also uh, seen a difference um, when I empower, uh, you know, have, have empowered my children, empower my grandchild. You know, when I do that, it, it, 
it lessens the opportunities for friction. And that's what you want. You know, you want a, a, a peaceful household. You don't want to be arguing with your child all the time. It, it just, it creates so many good feelings within the family. And when children can feel confident about their choices, it helps build healthy self-esteem. And that is so mm -hmm. important because it when is. the children just show loving kindness to others, they have to love themselves first. They have exactly yeah exactly and and obviously it's funny that you make a key point of that because where the world is now a lot of people a lot of adults especially in like my generation are questioning their own self-worth because it's something that wasn't really taught at, at a young age to have self-esteem to have confidence um on the flip side of things what do you what is your opinion of the negative effects that negative parenting can have on children? You know, there's definitely a lot of detriment to negative modeling. And I, I know this from the way that I was raised. Um, there's certain things become ingrained in you and you don't even realize that you're behaving in the same way unless you become more cognizant about your own behavior. So as I was saying in the beginning, it's not necessarily something that comes natural to most people because usually parents are admonishing as a way of getting children to behave the way they want. And um, I, I'm just, I, I have found that it, it, it just works out better. It, it, it just does. And it's, it's, it's something that I would encourage in all parents. Yeah, definitely. Because as well, we can kind of bring habits into how you were raised into your, with your kids, which is obviously sometimes a negative pattern. And as you mentioned earlier, building a child's self-esteem and building their self-confidence is so important from, especially at the toddler age. So as they grow, they will be more self-assured and encourages them to make better choices when they are older and are more independent to make and choices for their themselves, you know? Yes, definitely. And when you say, you know, some of the negative effects, it drives a wedge in between the parent and the child. Um, yeah. Somebody once said to me, you know, sometimes parents model to you what you shouldn't do. And I, that was something that I found very profound. Um, just from the way that I was raised as opposed to the way that I raised my own children. There were definitely things that I didn't want to model. And I think that when you are in that mindset of, of negative, um, it just it creates a lot of negativity and bad vibes. I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's the truth. What, whatever sort of energy you raise your child around, they're going to emulate that and they're probably, they could emulate it 10 times more than you do. So it, exactly, it, it, exactly. you know. And I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, in my life, I had influence of teachers, mentors, um, bosses that really played a very profound effect on my life. And without these people, maybe I would never have gotten to the point where I would have been able to do any type of positive parenting. Yeah, exactly. And as, as you've mentioned as well, that different people from, you know, different 
different people have different influences on your child's life as well and, and your life growing up. So again, it kind of gives the aspect of whatever you install in your children is what they will kind of want to gravitate to. Um, I want you to give an example of some of the hidden messages that are inside your book. Um, well, of course, one of them is about the positive parenting um, that children do. They respond better when you praise them than when you criticize them. And it's, it's only something that will come across at the very end of the book. Um, but in addition to that, uh, part of the messages are, look, if you have a little child that's a little strong-minded, maybe a little outspoken, you want to direct them on the right path so that they'll become more focused, productive, and achievement-oriented. And I think, you know, that message is also in the book, that when, you know, his mother responds to him in a positive way, it's, it's, just, it's beautiful. The, the child feels happy about himself, he's proud about his accomplishments. And I think you have to teach children to be confident, but, but also to be humble. You don't want them to be too full of themselves, obviously, but you mm -hmm. want them to feel confident about their own choices. And I, I think when the little boy in my story hears things that he knows cannot be true, he doesn't just go along with it. He says, that's ridiculous. And he moves yeah. on. And I think that, you know, that's the part that children like because they like to see that they're, you know, you can be confident about your own opinion about things, not to the point of being obnoxious, but maybe just it's okay to not agree with things, especially yeah. when they don't make sense. Yeah, and I think it's, it's actually so endearing when you are surrounded by children that have confidence and that are happy and that have a high self-esteem. I always personally look at my son compared, like, when I look at him, I see my five-year-old self and we're polar opposites. Like, he's so confident and he, if he's not comfortable with something, he has no problem in saying that he doesn't like that, he's not comfortable with that, he doesn't want to do it. And at my, at me at five, I would never, I would just go along with it, you know, just because I didn't have the, the same self-esteem. So I, it's such a pleasure, I think, that it's so underrated and underestimated how beneficial and how nice and beautiful it is to see a child that has a high self-esteem and happy and confident, you know? I so agree, and Melissa, that's a that is a testament to your positive parenting, I think, that you have a five-year-old who has opinions and, you know, wants certain things, and it's so good that you listen to him and mm -hmm. give him that ability to make those choices. And of course, again, I have to emphasize, if it's something dangerous or if a child is going to hurt themselves, obviously, you have to remove them from the situation or you have to say no there's just no way around it but yeah there's so many times with our children um that that we get into these battles with them you know you have to eat that well no they don't <laughs> you don't necessarily have to i i mean it's a good thing to introduce them to food but if they don't want to eat it at that time it's not a good idea to force them maybe introduce it again at another time and if they still don't like it, okay, so, you know, you might want to wait again. I mean, palates change over time. But this whole idea of um, bending children to our will because we're the parent, 
Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I think it does. It intimidates children and it makes them afraid to um, it have does. confidence. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier as well, it actually affects the relationship that they have with you. As yeah. it's only as an adult that you, I realize like, well, hold on a second. As an adult, you don't necessarily have to have a relationship with your parent. As That's a child, obviously true. you're in the position where you have to because they're your carers. But when I kind of looked at it at the perspective of like, when my son's an adult, I would love for him to choose and want to have a relationship with me because he doesn't have to. And I think that that's not really something that's looked at with a lot of people when their kids are young. I think they're kind of in a mind frame that they'll be little forever. And obviously that's not the case at all. They grow up and they become adults and then they can definitely make their own choices. Right, that's so true. And, and also I think maybe for some parents, they're embarrassed sometimes by their children's behavior and they just want it to stop. And mm -hmm. so they're not willing to go along with it or see what it is that the child wants or, you know, how can we make the situation better for both of us? That, mm -hmm. you know, could be a compromise for both of us. Instead of always imposing your will on the child and saying, you will do this, I said so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, as they get older, and I experienced this also, I have a very good relationship with all three of my children. And I think, that it's because I did put in a lot of time and effort with them when they were growing up and I, I think that they appreciate that now as adults and it's so nice to be part of their lives they all live within like two miles of me which is so nice and I feel so blessed by it because yeah. I know a lot of my friends children have moved out of town or moved out of the country they don't get to see them that often and I mean I really feel blessed by it yeah and again it's amazing that you are able to build that relationship with not only just one of your kids but all of them and they're adults now and it as i said it goes back to when your kids are adults they have they don't necessarily have to be in your life but the fact that all your kids are in your life and don't live far from you and your grandkids is just a testament to more further proof that positive parenting works you know i agree and it was part of why i wanted to write this book because i felt like you know there's so many parents that are struggling um out there with this and their children and um i i am part of some parenting groups just so that i can see you know what are parents interested in and i i'm amazed at some of the things that are happening with parents and sometimes i think to myself this is such a, a simple solution um, and, you know, of course, I'll write a comment to them or something, but it, it, it's interesting to me what other people are struggling with. And I think as well, you being a part of a community is a way of like other parents just connecting with that whole journey. Because again, even though all your kids are adults, you're still a parent and they still go through stuff, your kids still go through stuff. So a community that's where parents can support each other and they can get advice from each other and you can sort of further, you know, expand your knowledge on parenting. I think that's such a positive thing in itself too. I agree. Yes. It, it, and parents would want that. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily something that you're thinking about when you're raising your children. I mean, I know I had a very difficult time raising my three children. I did. And there were some days where I just felt like, you know what, just get me through this day. 
Yeah. A lot of times it was just like, get me through this one day with everybody being okay and safe and, you know, in their beds at night. And really that's how I, for a lot of those years, you know, those were, those were hard times. And I think, you know, those are the times that parents really struggle and they're not necessarily thinking, they're just kind of acting on um, instinct in a way, you know, the things that have been modeled to them when they were growing up. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's not the best thing for our children. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. Um, what is the main thing you want children and parents to take away from the book besides um, the benefits of positive parenting? I'd like to say that um, the book is getting very good feedback. Um, the illustrations, the, the children really like it. And um, I just found out today that um, my uh, the Maryland government site who has a kids page, they're going to actually be including the book on the page, which is a big honor. Yeah, uh, because you know, they have to read it beforehand. And I think this is something they would like other Marylanders to see. And I'm so honored by it that, that they, you know, look through the book, they read, they liked it, they got the ideas behind it. And it's a very entertaining, very well illustrated book. It'll amuse early readers. It's perfect for toddlers at bedtime. It talks about the tale of Nicholas and they may not notice any of the hidden messages. They might just think it's just, you know, some story. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the good part about it is that, you know, the, the messages are subtle. And I want children to know that it's okay to question and rely upon their own good common sense. Um, sometimes they know more than we do. Yeah. And it's important for them to make these decisions for themselves. So I hope that they get that takeaway message. And for parents, again, I hope that they get the takeaway message that they should do positive parenting with their children. Amazing. And just before we wrap this up, I would love you to tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can purchase the book. Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity. So I set up a page on Facebook. It's called That's Ridiculous, said Nicholas. And you can find me on Facebook and follow the page. I will be um, posting about where you can get the book, maybe on discount. Right now it's available in, almost everywhere. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. you can get it at Walmart, it's on iTunes, Google Play. But the, the part about um, following the Facebook page is that it will also tell you when you can get a discount at one of these places, or maybe I'll be running a contest and there will be giveaways. Um, there will also be um, updates about any further media. So if you could follow my page on Facebook, that would be great. And um, please just take a look online and Google That's Ridiculous, said Nicholas, and you will be able to find it almost anywhere. Amazing. Well, Cheryl, it's been such a pleasure having you here. And thank you for sharing your knowledge on positive parenting and a little bit about yourself and your family and definitely about the book. It's been a pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's been such a pleasure talking with you also. And I'm so glad to meet another person who agrees with the positive parenting lifestyle. 
So all of Cheryl's details will be in the description of the podcast and they'll also be hyperlinked as well. Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the Mummy Warriors. See you next week.